Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up, folks? It's Tuesday, the best day of the week. Another episode of Sports In-Depth with JD. Let's get it rolling. The NFL draft concluded, and it was one of the best drafts skill-wise I've ever seen. It started with Trevor Lawrence, as we all know. Can he be the next Peyton Manning? We will see. He's going to North Florida, not far from home, and joining the Jacksonville Jaguars, pairing up with Urban Meyer. They want to get their franchise guy and then build around him. It is the right move. Trevor is going to be around this league a long time. And uh, Jags just straight up knew they wanted him. Anyone who had the number one overall pick would have got him. He's a generational type talent. And he could straight up sling from the pocket. So good for the Jags. Advancing to the New York Jets. The Jets had one of the best drafts of all time for their organization and I truly believe that they fell in love with Zach Wilson someone who can sling out of BYU a little Patrick Mahomes-esque I mean he can throw on the run he could throw going left or right and I mean that and he could sit in the pocket and sling he's a smart kid bright kid who makes good decisions down the stretch And the New York Jets are in good hands. We saw them give up on Sam Darnold, who's now in Carolina. And they think Zach can solve all their problems. And he sure can, if you ask me. So, Zach is their guy. And uh, the New York Jets looking towards a playoff run as soon as next year. And we will see if they can do that. Third overall, San Francisco 49ers went with Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. The QB, as we all know, but a little bit of a surprise. Up until draft night, we were thinking Mac Jones. They didn't go with Mac. They thought Trey Lance is a smart quarterback, someone who can move and dance in the pocket and run. He could also sit back and sling. Someone who is capable of doing it all. My only question is, can he do it at the pro level? That I'm a little unsure about. But uh, San Fran, as Kyle Shanahan said, Jimmy G will probably start out the year, but Trey Lance will be right there in the QB competition. And that's going to be interesting. I think Trey Lance is probably the answer over Jimmy G. But if I was the Niners, I'm not sure I'm going with Trey number three. But uh, good luck to Trey. I'm happy for you and your family. And we'll see if this pans out. The Atlanta Falcons at number four went with the tight end out of the University of Florida, Kyle Pitts, someone who catches the football, someone who can block. You know, he catches, then makes a move towards the end zone, and he's really, really fun to watch. We weren't sure with Atlanta because Matt Ryan, they're still committed to at the QB spot, but I think a tight end along with Julio Jones might help Matt Ryan go to another postseason. And if you ask me, Matt Ryan is an MVP of the league. So if he can get the ball to Kyle Pitts, things will go well. I would pick him at 4-2, especially a team that wants weapons on the offensive end. Number 5, the Cincinnati Bengals selected Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU, former teammate of Joe Burrow. I just hope they didn't get too enamored by that. If you ask me, Penny Sewell was still on the table. 
I would have went with an offensive tackle. I say that because you want to protect Joe Burrow. Joe can't get the ball to Jamar Chase, guys, if he doesn't have enough time. And I think they got enamored with Jamar being available. And they went with a receiver especially because Joe is familiar with him and how he plays. But uh, if you ask me, an O-tackle was needed in Cincinnati. They did get a big-time talent with Jamar Chase, but I don't know about this one, folks. Best of luck to Joe. Getting a receiver is never a bad thing, but offensive line is crucial in the National Football League. You want to be strong up front. Next, the Miami Dolphins. Jalen Waddell teaming up with Tua, both out of the University of Alabama. Nick Saban had a lot to say about Jalen Waddell. Someone who is quick, and I mean real quick, separates himself from DBs easily and runs routes like we haven't seen before. So Waddell, I think he's one of the best in this draft and is capable to be one of the best wide receivers to ever do it. I'm really excited for Jalen. I'm really excited for the Miami Dolphins. The AFC East is getting young and talented, and that's exciting. Number seven, the Detroit Lions got Penny Sewell, the O-tackle out of Oregon that I mentioned earlier. I'm telling you, since he passed up on him, but Detroit was not going to do so. Jared Goff, new quarterback over there. He needs to be protected, as we all remember. Goff for Matthew Stafford in the offseason, so we have a new quarterback in Detroit. This is going to make Jared Goff's job easier, and I love that. They know that it's all about O-line in the NFL. Skill players come next. I say that because a good O-line protects the quarterback, and the QB needs time to get the ball downfield. So I think Detroit made a heck of a move here. They were shocked that Sewell was still on the table. But you have to take someone that big up front. So congrats to the Detroit Lions, D-Town. The Carolina Panthers at 8 went with the cornerback out of South Carolina. J.C. Horn is an outstanding corner. I was not sure if he would go ahead of Patrick Sertain, but he did. Carolina knows who their quarterback is. They know who they're running back. If you ask me, they need a little bit of help at receiver, but getting a good corner to lock down the number one receiver on the other side of the ball, that's not a bad decision. And J.C. Horn can play. He can flat out pick you off. He can also tackle out of that cornerback spot. Someone that is reliable. Someone who is on the field a lot. And uh, I think Carolina is in really good hands. The surprise pick was next at number nine. As I mentioned, taking Patrick Sertain out of Alabama. A once-in-a-lifetime cornerback, I agree. But, Denver, do you want to commit to Drew Locke long-term? I say no. Drew is not a franchise guy. They did just bring Teddy Bridgewater over, and I'm interested what they do there. But there were good quarterbacks still on the table with Justin Fields and with Mac Jones. And they might regret that, I'll be honest. Number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles. Got Devontae Smith and stole him from the New York Giants. Moved up 
Eagles and Cowboys swapped 10 and 12. The Eagles went out to get their receiver. I was a little upset as a New York Giant fan, but I'm okay with that at the end of the day. The Giants moved back all the way to 20 to get Kadarius Toney, a once-in-a-generation type receiver, a Florida Gator. Those Gators produce talent, and I think Tony's the answer. Plus, Devontae Smith's a little small for the National Football League. Now, he is a great route runner. He can finish. He catches balls late in games in clutch moments. He's great, but the Giants couldn't get him. I was a little salty at first, but Tony will do for me. Moving on to 11, Chicago Bears traded up to get Justin Fields. Quarterback out of Ohio State, of course, one that can sling, one that can run. Chicago needed a QB. They figured out that Mitchell Trubisky did not work. They got rid of Mitch. He's over in Buffalo now to back up Josh Allen. Justin Fields, if you ask me, he's straight up pro ready. And he's excited for this opportunity. At number 12, the Dallas Cowboys got Parsons, linebacker, out of Penn State. A great tackler, a great feel for the game. And that's something to be said. If you ask some of my buddies who are Cowboy friends, this is the best player in the draft. I'm not sure if I agree, but Parsons is a fit for Dallas. Dallas needs help defensively, especially with the veteran Sean Lee retiring. So something to be said there. I think they got their guy over in Dallas and they were okay trading down with Philly and picking up a later round pick because they needed defense. Philly needed offense. They said, eh, we'll both screw the Giants. So whatever. And at 13, the LA Chargers, shout out my cousin Austin Spadacini. They got Rashawn Slater. Great offensive lineman out of Northwestern. Someone to protect the young Justin Herbert. And Herbert is great. We saw it last year. But now he has more time in the pocket. And that will be scary. The LA Chargers are in great, great hands. And I'm going to go all the way breaking down up to pick number 15. So at number 14, the Jets had another pick. They picked Elijah Vera Tucker, a guard out of USC. The left side of that line is strong with Becton and Tucker. And now you got Zach Wilson, someone who's going to be protected while in the pocket and also given time to move. And the New York Jets had one of the best drafts, as I said earlier, they really locked down on what they needed. Sometimes for teams, they take the best available player. And I agree with that most of the time. But the Jets set out a goal and what they needed, and they executed. That is something to be said. Congrats to the New York Jets. You guys usually screw it up. This time you didn't. Round of applause. And number 15, I wanted to break it down up until this point because I'm excited. Mac Jones to the New England Patriots, quarterback out of Alabama, of course, and Bill Belichick. Smart move once again. He did not need to trade up. Mac fell in his lap. We see some Tom Brady characteristics, someone who can't really move but has a heck of an arm, someone who could stay in the pocket, also get rid of it quickly. Mac is a fit for New England. 
Bill Belichick re-signed Cam, but if you ask me, Cam will not last long. Mac Jones, Tom Brady, this style works in New England under this coaching staff, and that's something to be said, folks. New England will be back moving closer to the postseason this year. I think they get in. Mac Jones is a smart kid, a great decision maker, someone who makes plays down the stretch, and someone who doesn't really cough it up and turn it over. Bill Belichick, I think you found your franchise QB. Round of applause once again. You are the best coach this game's ever seen. Tom Brady just won one without you, and I think you're ready to win one without him. That might not come in the next few years, but it might come under the Mac Jones era. So that's a little on the NFL. I had fun doing that. Let me move a little to the NBA. We'll kind of wrap things up. I wanted to mention the Phoenix Suns now hold the number one spot in the Western Conference. It's very exciting. Sorry, Uncle Rick. The Utah Jazz are now two. We'll see how it finishes up, but they hold the same record at 46-18. and 18. Two teams that could straight up ball, and I'm excited. Before we wrap things up, I wanted to talk about the L.A. Lakers. They slipped all the way to six, and LeBron James made a great, great point after his high ankle sprain. He said he's not sure if he's going to be 100% ever again in his career. Devastating news, but these high ankle sprains, these ACL tears, these Achilles tears, they are dangerous. Try to stay healthy if you're a young player in the NBA. The Lakers might not be able to repeat, although I hope they do so. The East is also knotted up with Philly, Brooklyn, and the Bucks. Nothing new there. And, uh, yeah, baseball's in good hands, too. Sports are kind of rolling. The draft got us excited for NFL season. It's good, good stuff, folks. Lastly, a shout-out to my wonderful mother on her birthday. This is the birthday episode. This is for you. Thank you for everything from me and our family. I'll see everyone next week. Once again, I love what I do. J.D. out.